ladies and gentlemen, episode three of the week. Nate, what are we doing, man? What's going on? What are we doing indeed? Holy, we are just firing them out for everybody. Hopefully they're enjoying it. We're not over uh, overdoing them, but there's lots to talk about right now. I had to get the NFL preview out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the content keeps flowing in, so uh, I think, I mean, that'll be the last time we do three in a week for a little for bit. For a bit, anyway, yeah. yeah but but uh, um, two, two sticking around. Yes, so. Mondays and Fridays. Begin the week with the boys and end it. Yeah. Get fired up, start your week good, and then end it fired up as well. Nate, so. I had a few talking points before we get into the MLB and, and the rest of the sports landscape, but uh, there's a new, I don't want to say, I guess it's a documentary on Netflix called Untold Crimes and Penalties. Yeah. Honestly, phenomenal, and it's a must-watch I, I haven't seen it yet. I honestly I went through I almost watched it last night. I went through and I saw the I watched the entire trailer and I was like, "Holy." I was like, there's five of them I think on there. Yeah. A bunch of different ones and I was like, "Man, this is going to be sweet. You got uh there's the hockey one, which seems crazy. What is it? Like a kind of like a mafia run team or something? He was like a 17-year-old running a team. But do you know where that what where's that league? Uh it's the UHL. So I guess it was similar to like that Quebec AHL? fighting league. It was no, similar to the A. It was like Fairly prominent, like in the lockout in 04, like Michael Rupp, who had scored the game-winning goal for the for the Devils, went and played for their for yeah. for Danbury. Not even the game-winning goal, the Stanley Cup winning yeah, goal. Yeah, that's right. 03, yeah. Yeah, 03, yeah. So tipping out front. Yeah. Remember, it's tales all this time. That's yeah. the last time, uh, we're just going to go into some facts here, but that's the last time a uh, a losing team won the Conn Smythe. That was J.S. Shiger that year. Oh, he okay. went on an absolute blood tear. Yeah, man. That's he right. let him one goal in the conference finals against Minnesota. They swept him. He let him one goal. Yeah. Anyway, but that's uh, insane. So you're saying this was a league that was kind of when the lockout happened. I because I remember hearing about a team that was trying to take over because uh, the NHL was done. They were trying to take over like hockey, basically. Yeah. So I guess this was it. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you've you've heard some of the premise. There's the mafia that ran some of the garbage collection in the Connecticut. New York regions of the United States and and kind of the the Italian mafia boss buys a hockey team for his son and he's a 17 year old GM and he actually assembles an absolute unit really? of a team. Yeah. Well, they they did they win? The, they lost in the finals oh. one year. But man, it is an incredible Every, story. Everyone on the team that beat him is just dead. Yeah, yeah. He goes in and kills them all. Well, I get. Well, they they still love this family because I mean they were paying them just through the ass. They had Under top notch everything. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Man. And so so their biggest tough guy. He'd done like five years in prison. Like he was an absolute <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> and uh, anyway, some guy slew foots him and breaks his leg. And the next morning they call him in the hospital and he's like, "This is his address. What do you want done with him?" No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What did he? Did they do anything? No. He's like, and he's like. You piece of shit, cocksucker! Yeah, you're right. I say I, I saved your life. Like he 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 he's he waited for the next game until he came back, and then he just absolutely beat the wheels off. Oh him. my, that's sick. That is sweet. I gotta. I'm watching that today when I get home for sure. But yeah. I saw there's a few other ones. There's um, Caitlyn Jenner one. Okay. Untold Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Which <laughs> I mean, there's a lot untold there. I'm sure. Like, 100%. There's plenty. Um, I'm not sure exactly what else there was. I think there's a tennis one. Um. I'm just gonna pull up. The, well, the, the the mouse in the palace is untold, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's so. That's the one I've seen. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then I I was unaware it was. I thought that was just a one time documentary, but this could be a really really cool uh, 
this is a really cool series, especially if they keep with it. Like, yeah, 100%. Because you have that – oh, man, you're going to take me right to Netflix here while I'm trying to pull this up. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Hopefully nothing plays here, but there's a there's chance. Um, Nate's pulling up his Netflix. and Yeah, it's not a big deal. I do have Netflix, folks. <laughs> huh? yeah. um, I'm just trying to look at the episodes. You have the – The crimes and penalties. Yeah, and then you have um, – what's this one? This is a – Christine Martin broke boundaries and noses as she rose in the boxing world, but her public – Persona, be- bellied, personal demons, abuse, and a threat on her life. Okay, so there's a boxing one. There's obviously Malice in the Palace, which makes a lot more sense now because I thought it was such a random thing to have, like, a sports documentary. Like, I figured it was something, like, they were like, all right, well, let's try a little get-rich-quick scheme after, um, was the Michael Jordan one called again? Yeah, oh, jeez. What was that called? I don't know. I don't know why I can't think of it no, right now. can I. But anyway, everyone knows what we're talking about, the Michael Jordan one. And then what is there? There's another one. Oh, this Marty Fish one. This one I watched the documentary up too. This looks sweet. Okay. So this is a tennis one. Yep. Um, and I guess he was like big time into tennis. Anyway, he moved in with the Roddick family. So this is like him and Roddick are like going head to head. Like they're trying yep. to compete and stuff. And he's living with like Roddick's dad. He said like, and in the preview, like Roddick's dad's coming in at like five in the morning. He's like, Marty, time to get up. And he's like, for what? He's like, stretch. We're stretching. Like he just had him like going all the time. And he said like him and Roddick were best friends. But at the same time, they're like at dinner, like eating. And they're just like, I have to like, I'm gonna play you. I have to beat you. Yeah. Like, but uh, cool. So I, that might be. The, I'll, I'll watch the hockey one first, and then I'll probably check out that Roddick one because I am a big Andy Roddick fan. Yeah, it seems like a cool docu series. Obviously, we're on board for that. I mean, uh, any sports stories that uh, that are untold and have just you know some significance. I was I was totally fascinated by the Danbury Trashers, and obviously Drake had the jersey on too. Uh, a few days after releasing the album, and and it really didn't have much meaning to me. But then after I watched it, I was like, that jersey, I'm getting one. What are they? I gotta pull them up. I gotta see what they look the like. The Danbury Trashers. Um, okay, so that's the thing I saw on uh, another unnamed podcast that I'm aware of. But they were sharing the penalty minutes for the team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Is uh, Trashers or Thrashers? Trashers, because they're a garbage business, and the garbage business is is historically run by the mob. Oh my, that is so sick. Yeah, it's an awesome story. Um, but I didn't want to spend too much time there. Obviously, we like to These the down. jerseys? Yeah. yeah. Those are pretty sweet. I know, Like man. little Ramuski throwbacks, kind of. Yep. That's cool. Um, with the cartoon trash can. Um, so they did a NASCAR collab as well. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, I mean, I wanted to talk, Nate, before we get into the MLB2, about this longest plank lunatic that set the world record. Nine hours, nine hours of planking. Okay, I'm just going to try to put this in perspective. I mean, I'm not the most physically, you know, gifted specimen, but I find like a minute, a minute and a half plank is certainly sufficient enough to get me tired. Nine hours. Well, you know what they say about planks. There's no longer minute than a plank minute. Yeah. And that's absolute fact. But I, I, I can't imagine, one, a plank hour let alone multiplying that by nine. Like, how does this guy even... Apparently, he had, like, chronic yeah, abdomen pain. Yeah, which is just, like, another kind of notch to the belt here. But, like, so you just... Was he just... Was this just, like, a prolonged, like, suicide attempt? You know what I mean? Like, oh. that must have absolutely been throbbing. I think that's maybe one of the more impressive world records. Because, like, sometimes world records, they get a little out of hand. It's like, okay, like, there's just the most random shit Well, ever. you could you could literally, like, if we called up Guinness World Records right now... Yeah. We could find something like we could probably do like, you know what I mean? We could probably do like world's longest podcast. Yeah, and we yeah, could, exactly. You know what I mean? What would it be? Probably like 
I don't know. Right now, it probably wouldn't even be that bad. I bet we'd go like 16 hours or something. Yeah. We'd have the, well, you know. It might be a little bit longer. It may be, but like. But we, I mean, we, you know, get a bunch of coffee and just, just go hammer out, uh, you know, 24 hours or 48 hours of podcast and we break that up. We yeah. should. <laughs> Can you imagine being in the greatest world records? Well, imagine you? live streaming it. We're going for the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a terrible idea. I kind of, I kind of like it. Yeah. I mean. It might take me a year and a half to brainstorm that podcast. But well, I think for the most part, we would probably get off the sports topic pretty quick and we'd be yeah. in there. You know what I mean? We'd be so overtired. would be like, what's the deal with like, think about popcorn, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like how much pops. weed are we going to be smoking on that? <laughs> well, you'd have to do something. Yeah. We'd be need about 45 coffees. Anyway, red line. So it, it sounds like Daily Intermission is going to be looking for some world records to break here pretty soon. But we are going to get into the sports content. Enough beating around the bush here. The AL East is, is heating up. And the Blue Jays and Red Sox have stormed back into contention. Nate, I'm going to bring up your opinion from one week ago right now. I like that. Jays making the playoffs. Nate, what are the odds? I am giving it, and some Jays fans are not going to like this number, but it's it's straight up zero. For me. <laughs> okay. They're not making it, dude. Yep. I've been saying this for a few weeks now. All right, Nate. Uh, you know, that percentage chance was certainly pretty low. How are you feeling now about the Jays' chances of getting into October baseball? Well, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of bringing back uh, old takes like that. I, I do much enjoy it. I like hearing about it. And, you know, we're not going to – I'm not going to go out here and say, you know, pretend like I didn't say it. You know, <laughs> you know I'm not that guy. I'm going to fully address that I may have been incorrect. I mean, I said – what? That was literally a week ago. Yeah. I said 0% chance, and I kid you not, they haven't lost a fucking game since I said that. Yeah. So I want to go out on a limb and say here, if I were to update my percentage odds now, yep. I'm saying like 75% chance they're making okay. it. Okay. I, and I'm all for it, dude. Like, I'm watching every game. I am I'm rooting for these guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I love... Alec Manoa, I mean, that guy's electric. Obviously, Robbie Ray is is, is well in the Cy Young chatter right yeah, now. Man, and he's and, going off. And they need Ryu to just be himself and pitch his six innings and hop on the highway home. Well, that was um, the biggest issue for them was just the bullpen. Yeah, or, or exactly. the pitching staff. Yeah. Like, they were having a hard time. Man, I, there's not, I always say bullpen and pitching staff. Like, yeah. anyway, just the pitching. Yeah. Their pitching was an issue. Like, the bats have been going all year. You got oh, yeah. Vladdy's buzzing 41. Got his 41st dinger of the year last night. He's yeah. on fire. Took Chapman for an absolute ride. Yeah, pine tar Chapman. That's just vintage these days, which is another thing I wanted to get into. Remember I was saying it must have been early in August. Another take by me gone to the wind. <laughs> but I said that uh, the Yankees were giving me big time uh, Washington National vibes from 2019. And that couldn't be more off now because they were on a f- they were going. They what they won like 11, 12 in a row. They were buzzing. But I just don't think the Yankees have any shot of winning it. Like. The they, ebbs and flows of the baseball season is insane. It's it's wild, I know, for sure. But it's just like, holy smokes, dude. Like, they don't have... Like, their closer is Chapman. Yeah. Pintar Chapman. And, and they can't use Pintar. You can, it, that may be his main issue. Yeah. He's got no Pintar to use. He's obviously, like, on, like he's being watched. He's being monitored. He's, yep. he's a big Pintar guy. But that dude, the last five starts... Or not, not starts, but when he's coming in to, like, try and close... Dude, he has no ball control whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you're seeing them just hit the back, hit, p- hitting the mesh right in front of fans' faces. Like, he's got no control. He goes in last night. I'm on a bit of a rampage right now, but now I'm just trying to cover up because I was wrong on every single take I've ever come with the last three weeks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he comes in. He gets in there. He gets two outs in in the bottom of the ninth or the top of the ninth. or Yeah, top of the ninth. Top of the ninth, yeah, because yep. they were on the road. Um, yeah, he gets two outs. He gives up a dinger. 
And then he just peels out. Like, he's got no ball control. And if that's their closer going into the playoffs, like, maybe they don't even get in, man, if the Jays keep up like this. Like, And, I mean, you've got to tip your hat to the Red Sox as well. I mean, the Red Sox have half their lineup out with COVID right now. But this Hunter Renfro character, I always laugh because there's a receiver on the Oakland Raiders named, or on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders named Hunter Renfro as well. But this outfielder, uh, Hunter Renfro, last night, they're down one nothing. Uh uh, I think it was uh, bottom of the eighth. He rips a two-run uh, dinger. Top of the ninth, guy rips one into the gap. Center fielder misses it. He flies over, guns him out at third. Yeah. For, and I was like going bananas, man. It was unbelievable. But the Sox and Jays are right on the Yankees' heels. I mean, actually, the, the Sox are a half game up on the Yankees. But this race has really turned into something special for the last 20 games. For sure, especially with the Red Sox with so much COVID issue right now. They're just kind of like... They're just kind of going. Yeah. Like, they're doing really, really well. You get the Yankees. Like, they, the Yankees had a good little lead on them. I think they were, like, five, six games up in the wild card race for a bit. And then now it's complete. I mean, the Red Sox, as you said, are ahead of them. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be an interesting finish. And I'm all for it because it's so much better to have, like, these three teams, same division, too, for the yeah. wild card, yeah. all just gunning for each other. Exactly. I think any combination of those three teams, too. For the wild card game is going to be gonna, fairly electric. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. yeah like, think about it. I yeah. mean, obviously, Boston Yankees would probably be like top viewership, but yeah. like for in Canada, I guess you'd get like if you get Blue Jays either of those teams, it's going to be sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, so I mean, obviously, you know, that percentage chance has increased a ton. So we might have to reflect here for next week's episode. Uh, next Friday, a week from now, to see how that percentage has changed. Yeah, right? let's see. Maybe I should take another bold take here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. A um, couple of Hall of Fame inductees last night. Uh, two notable ones, obviously. Canadian Larry Walker inducted longtime Colorado Rocky. And as well as Hall of Famer Derek Jeter, the captain. Um, pretty cool. Pretty special night for those two. I just kind of wanted to reflect on Derek Jeter's dating scene. I mean, that guy has dated so many smoke shows, man. It is, I mean, I know it's kind of off the topic of baseball and the achievements for Larry Walker and Derek Jeter are, are there's a long list of them. But I mean, I'm just fascinated by the amount of women he's dated. I mean, just unbelievable. Jessica Alba, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, can you continue on here? Well, I certainly can. Mariah Carey. In fact, I have a list here. We have Mariah Carey. We have, uh, who's this? Uh, Miss Universe, which... <laughs> I don't know, is she from Mars or what's the story with that? Like you ever see that? It's like yeah. it's like a, yeah, you get Miss Louisiana, you get Miss yeah. USA, yeah. and then it's just like in comes like a fucking Miss Universe a from Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, it's like this oh she's got antennas, she's a smoke. Lara Dada. Lara Dada. Miss Universe. Dating Miss Universe? It's like what the fuck is Miss Universe? Yeah. Who's this smoke? Joey Enriquez? 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 I don't know. I mean two thousand one. The list goes on. It's pretty. It's Jordana pretty. Brewster. I've never heard of her, but I mean. I mean, she's a famous actress, I think. Okay. Oh, who's this now? V- Vanessa Milanello. I mean, this. Miss Teen, U- Miss Teen USA 98. Whoa, Jeez. If <laughs> Whoa. I mean, Jeter pretty much said, if you want a, if you want a uh, pageant, you'll, I'll be taking you out to dinner. Jessica Alba, too, man. Jessica Alba was, I mean, she's every middle schooler's just dream. Oh, 100%. Who's that? I have never seen this girl before, but Adriana Lima. Oh, you've heard of Adriana Lima. I have, most certainly have not. Oh, she, I think she's a Victoria's Secret gal. She is indeed a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. The um, two reportedly did hook up. <laughs> like, who? Like, what is this? Yeah, but... Uh, who, uh, who's this? That's looking like... Tyra Banks? Jeez, he just... Anybody, eh? Yeah. He's like, yeah, fuck it, we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like four girls. Whoa! Is that... No way. No way. Justin Timberlake's wife, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel? Biel? 
Dude, Jeter's the fucking man, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy's in the Hall of Fame for not only his on-field actions, but his off-field actions, I mean... Holy moly. I mean, this list, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. This can't be anywhere near the end of it, too. Wow. Um, so, I mean, we tipped the captain, Derek Jeter, from obviously, you know, multiple facets of his life. Yeah. Mainly his baseball career, but his off-field actions have been Hall of Fame. That is, well. that is, that was an incredible list. Yeah. But, but Nate, uh, no, in the MLB, we got uh, 20 games left. Obviously, the AL East is kind of our main focus. Uh, we've got the Padres and Reds kind of in a dogfight there for the NL uh, wild card. you got the... Uh, for the last spot, because you got the Dodgers up by 13 and a half games. <laughs> yeah, I was so, going to say, that's I mean, not even, that, that's not no, even going to be close. No. Like, no one's catching them. No. Not so 20 games left. So, no, it's going to be a, a fun last uh, few weeks uh, following the MLB regular season, Nate. But, uh, Speaking of the Padres, just quick, did you yep. see, uh, I think you were talking about the guy who on the Red Sox who just gunned the guy at third. Did you see Tatis's? Actually, I did. I showed you right before his just gun from the outfield, just yep. picking the guy at the plate, man. Nothing fires me up quite like a oh. guy just picking the ball to the air and a guy tagging from just third yeah, and just gunning them at the plate. It's like, holy smokes, dude. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel like an absolute animal after oh, showcasing the howitzer down. Just an right absolute rep. It gives me some Valley Brew Jays days. Oh, 100%. Greg in center field just sliding in, grabbing one, just absolutely muscle hawking one down. Into <laughs> yeah, humming one into the crowd. <laughs> Air yeah. mailing. Yes. Stuff. <laughs> Either mailing it or throwing it to our back catcher who couldn't even come up with a pop fly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, we're going to move into the PJ Tour because I thought we'd have to uh, to note that Patrick Cantlay ended up winning the FedEx Cup playoffs, winning that 15 sheets grand prize, beating John Rahm by one stroke. So, obviously, Patrick Cantlay riding a huge high. No doubt. Um, another highlight from the tournament, Nate, Brooks Kepka withdrew. He, on the 11th hole of the last day, came down on a wedge, and it was probably, it looked like 10 yards, 15 yards away from a tree, and there was a root the size of Shaq's penis that he ran into <laughs> with his wedge, and it was an awful scene. It was weird, too, because, like, the original view, obviously, like, the TV broadcast view didn't look like, it was like, okay, wow, he just kind of, like, chunked the ground, but then they went and showed an advanced, like, view down on the root, and yeah. the guys are going, like, whoa! Yeah. Like, that, it was a huge root. Honestly, it's kind of a bit of a flashback here, too, folks, to an unreleased uh, 1v1 challenge we'll be coming out with. I found myself, unsurprisingly, <laughs> on a route quite that size. So that'll be something to look forward to here in the next coming days. I don't think that'll be the next one we release because, uh, well, you'll see. I'm not going to spoil anything for the for the viewers of the one-hole challenges. But, uh, I mean, every single hole I get myself in some issues here coming up. So yeah. it'll be uh, – we got three more in the bank for you guys. It'll be it'll be good stuff. But, yeah, poor guy, man. So, like, there's – he probably won't be able to play in the um, – in the Ryder Cup. I'd imagine not. Like, that's no. got to... Man, like, he's got to have a fractured bone in his arm. No, for like, you sure. You can't rip into a root like that, dude. Like... No, that's a... And that's a good segue, Nate, because we're going to have the Ryder Cup next week in Wisconsin. Um, I mean, the Europeans have dominated the U.S. in uh, in, in the recent... Uh, in the recent Ryder Cups, I mean, I think there's seven of nine in the last nine Ryder Cups. Damn. Uh, so the six automatic qualifiers for the United States. I know I'm not sure for the United States. Anyway... For more reasons than one, mainly Tiger Woods, but so Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kapka, obviously in in the air if he'll play. Justin Thomas and Patrick Cantlay, the automatic qualifiers, and then the captains' picks were Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele, Harris English, and kind of the one of the more polarizing picks is Daniel Berger was the final pick. Um, so those are the 12 players that will be playing for Team USA in the Ryder Cup. Awesome event. The fans get so into it. They they will be chirping the shit out of the European players. Um, it's it. it's it's such good fun. Is it always held in the same spot? Nope. No, it okay. travels around. Yeah. So does it go like to USA and then over to? Okay, I got yeah. you. So it's in US this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say if it's in Europe, man, you there's a good chance like 
you're getting some Brooksy calls for on DeChambeau. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but, uh, but it sounds like Brooks Kepka might be changed out, and it's almost automatically going to be Patrick Reed. That's too bad, man. So, so I could see the Patrick Reed for Brooks Kepka swap. You were saying polarizing pick for Daniel Berger. Yeah. Do, do you just think there could be like somebody who'd be a better option? For sure. I mean, I, actually, I think Daniel Berger has played in a President's Cup, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the last one. And he's and he's super consistent, don't get me wrong. He's, yep. had, a, he's had a half-decent season. But uh, but just in terms, I guess, of maybe fandom and uh, match play experience. Like I know Kevin Kisner, he's a bit of a match play wizard, uh, and even Patrick Reed, like kind of Captain America. They pair him with Spieth, and it's just an electric pairing. Yeah. Um. So there was there was a couple other guys that uh, that people had ahead of Dingerberger. Um. Harris Ingles just has just such a great year, and then you know the other four are just you know four of the top players in the world right now. Yeah. So. Um, I love US's t- US the team USA on paper every year, but uh, but Team Europe stacked as well. They got John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, yeah, um, if, just two notable names. I mean Victor Hovland. Yeah, I, I was mean they, say Hovland's got to be there. Yeah, they're gonna have uh, a great team as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting um, to watch. Um, super fun. I had one more thing just to note there. Yep. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, like, when it comes down to captain's picks, I mean, like, theoretically, it could have been like, you know what? Like, I just like Daniel Berger more than these other guys. Yeah. Like, I'd rather him come along for the trip or something. Would yeah. that be, like, that could easily be. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so. I mean, like, because if you think about it, like, if we were picking, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, are we going to take fucking Patrick Reed or are we going to take. Oh, we'd probably have John Daly. Yeah. Like, Stuart Sink. Yeah. yeah. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the boys would Chubbs. just. Chubbs. <laughs> 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 yeah. squad. Yeah. Um, Call him White. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, our team would be uh, would be definitely a mixed bag, uh, professionals. But uh, but no, um, Captain Steve Stricker obviously assembled that team. But uh, but obviously, I love to say obviously. I'm trying to get away from that word. But Tiger Woods, uh, he noted that his rehabbing is getting ready to play golf again, Nate. So really? that's exciting news, man. Have Tiger back in the game. He is the needle. Continues to be the needle. As soon as Tiger plays, everyone's eyes are on the PGA Tour. They need him back, and hopefully, he can come back next year and maybe sniff into some events. Yeah, I mean, he's probably. Uh, how long did they give a kind of a time frame, or they just said he's kind of just starting the the rehab process kind of thing? Yeah, he's in he's two, in the middle in more of more ways than one. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's rehabbing not only for the injuries, but yes, uh, but. Uh... Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, no, why, why did he get? What happened? Was it just he was on sleeping medication or something like that, or was it like uh, uh, the, the cause of the crash? Yeah. Well, they didn't even say it, it was excessive speed down the hill. Remember? Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. Excessive speed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know how to take that. I wasn't. No, sure well, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> an all-time clip. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll see what Tiger does. I mean, I'm not sure what type of timeline. Obviously, he was rehabbing the back injury, and then now he broke three legs in the car accident. So. Um, <laughs> I don't know for certain what that's going to look like, but, but we need Tiger back. I also wanted to bring up um, the Instagram followers kind of in the golf world were released the other day, or I guess not really released, but compiled. And Tiger Woods is second with 2.7 million followers. Roy McIlroy, 2.2 million followers. Ricky Fowler, 1.8 million followers. Jordan Spieth, 1.6 million followers. All of these guys are runners up to the person with the most followers in the golf world, who is Paige Renee. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I, I think we know why she's number one. Yeah, I mean, she's got a great golf swing. Yeah, well, an unbelievable golf swing. She's also yeah. an excellent. Uh, she's just very good for her sponsors. You know, she's just something to yeah. look up to for young young children playing golf. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's been... got an absolute rack and a half. And she, <laughs> she's got a body like a absolute freight train, dude. Like she, it was quite clear. Like I'm pretty sure she was the first follow I had for a golfer. Yeah, okay. okay. I, well, probably not. I mean, my boy Sung Che, I was on his Instagram live the other yeah, night. Yeah. Wasn't that a buzz show? No, absolutely. Good God, what a terrible thing to be. Oh. Yeah. Well, it was in a different language. 
yeah, he was just blah, 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 blah. And I was like, like, not to make fun of, like, Koreans and shit. Like, is it every episode I get myself into some sort of racial, like, <laughs> yeah. not, like you know, just fringe. Just fringe. 100%. Like, last time I was saying Josh Allen, is he black? He's a huge dick. This time I'm making fun of Korean language. I apologize. I don't think we have any Korean listeners. but <clears throat> No, I mean, I you, you have a straddle line, but that's all right. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Sun Jae-in because he's passed in the tour championship the most birdies on tour since 1980, and I think that's a testament to the amount of fucking events he plays in every year. Yeah, well, he doesn't stop. He doesn't and even have a house. No, and he's a great player, so... He's it, a homeless golfer that just goes and lives at the... You gotta respect it, honestly. Oh, big time. He's big getting time. his... He's enjoying himself before he's gotta go to the fucking North Korean military, man. Yeah. No, I mean... What, what did uh, our buddy Jacob McDonald say? I think seven years until he's gotta go? Yeah, I think so, yeah. which isn't which isn't bad, honestly. Like, Yeah. But, um... Or, um no, absolutely. So we're moving into New York, uh, New York City, um, where I've just had a buddy text me. I was helping him out with his fantasy draft the other night. And yeah. He's like texting me trades. Like, should I take him? Should I not? It's anyway, like, Jesus, <clears throat> it's like, well, you know, I was gonna help with the draft. I'm not in it for the the whole season here. Well, I, I mean, now I'm, I'll be looking for some. I'll be looking for some money if he ends up taking the. <laughs> if he ends up taking the lead. Down. Yeah, oh, that's a hundred percent. Um, but uh, but moving into New York City, where the U.S. Open's going on in tennis, and and normally I wouldn't have too much to say about the the U.S. Open. I mean. We'd probably note that like Djokovic or or Federer or, or someone's on a buzz buzzsaw warpath yeah. because I mean obviously we noted it. I think there's like seven individuals who have won majors in the last 25 years yeah. on the men's side. Yeah. Um, but we've got two young Canadians in the semifinals, and it is not Bianca Andreescu. It is not Denis Shapovalov. It is Felix Ziggity Zaggity. I can't even say his last name. No. And Leila Fernandez. Isn't it Hernandez? Is it Hernandez? I think so. Uh-oh. That's a big mistake by the kid. Oh, no. It is indeed Fernandez. Okay. I just when I... Okay, so Listen, no, that's a big I mistake tr- by this fucking kid. <laughs> um, I try to prepare myself for these episodes, Nate, but that would have been a big is ball it drop. Feeler, it's Felix Auger Alassimi? Uh, yeah. Alassimi? That was butchered. Really? That was brought to Reese Meats downtown Gasparo <laughs> for a butcher, but ah. That's more than a butcher. <laughs> Um, a lot of shit going on down there. Um, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, the uh, the two Canadians. Yeah, so she turned 19 this week, Nate. Yeah. This Leila Fernandez, and she's been electric. I watched her quarterfinals uh, match. I went to three sets uh, into a, a, what do they call it? It's not a playoff. It's a, um, when it's 6-6 tied, and then they, I forget what that's called. Um, a tiebreak. They went into a tiebreak, <laughs> a third set tiebreak. Very uh, elusive. Uh terms of language there yeah let's go up and they're tied and they need to break it (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a tie break um but no we'll be watching them but i wanted to to ask nina i kind of wanted to bring up for a talking point of the u.s open tennis i mean bianca obviously she won when she was 19 she beat serena williams it was the storyline the most electric event that's happened in canadian tennis in a very long time but what happens if Leila Fernandez ends up winning at a 19-year-old pace? I mean, we saw Jeannie Bouchard kind of step onto the scene and fall off a large cliff. And I'm wondering if this is not the same pace that Bianca's on to have that huge, notable major win and just really not do anything else for the rest of her career. No, I, that's exactly the point I was going to bring up. Um, I mean, it just seems to be the way it goes. Like, everybody... You get that one tennis player who just captures everybody's hearts in Canada. It was Jeannie Bouchard for a while. And then, obviously, like, she... What, she had that one event... Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Well, did she even win anything? She, I, just, she went on a run, right? And then it was just like... I think she had a Wimbledon, like, semifinal. Okay, yeah. That yeah. that sounds right. I, I was going to say, I don't think she won anything. But then after that, it was just like first round loss after first round loss. And then everyone was like, you know what? Like, 
And she gets beaked on Instagram. Oh, yeah. She gets lit up, man. Like, she'll put up anything. It's like, you should be practicing. It's like, gee, yeah. It's like, she doesn't have no life. Yeah. But then, yeah, obviously, Bianca came in. She was doing well. Bianca has, does she have any victories? She has Outside something. of the U.S. Open? Yeah. She beat Serena Williams in the U.S. Open. But other yeah, than yeah, that, yeah. But yeah. that's what I meant. Like, other than. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, which is a hell of a win. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, that's that's a great But one. she's still young. She's 21. Yeah, I she's know. She's got the spotlight. But, I mean, she just, she's been so injury riddled and her performances have been so mediocre. Um, just, just inconsistent. Like, well, seven million prize money. I'd probably pack it in if I were her, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you want to get seven schmel at yeah. that age. I mean. Yeah. A lot well, of us. then again, you may as well grind it a bit more so yeah. you can just become fucking Mike Trout or something. But, uh yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens here with her. Hopefully she goes on a run. Hopefully she gets the dub for everybody, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. I'm really looking forward to, to, to Layla Fernandez. Hopefully she can win the semifinals. Obviously going to be a major underdog against the second seed. I forget her name. Um, but uh, Is Osaka? No, uh, she, no, she's, she's the one. Out. Yeah, yeah, she's the one who said she's taking a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's got some mental health issues going on. Yeah. Like, I mean... She uh, she's been sitting out some. She sat out, I think, Wimbledon, and she went to the Olympics and got beat out on her home soil in Japan. But um, but yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll update you guys with the U.S. Open. Obviously, follow along to those semifinals because we've got two Canadians in those semifinals, and it would be electric if we can uh, oh. continue to to make our mark uh, in the U.S. Open uh, field. But Nate, I did want to move in and just briefly touch on the World Cup qualifying because. For the first time, it seems like in my lifetime, and I think that's for fact the first time in my lifetime, that uh, the Canada has actually got a chance to play in the World Cup. It does really feel that you, you get that vibe about it, eh? It's usually, I mean, they'd probably be 0-3 right now. You'd completely written them off. Yep. I mean, you got to go, as we said before, home and home against every team. Uh, you got Honduras, Costa Rica, Panama. Mexico, USA, and then a few El other. Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah, which, yeah. like, some of these. Jamaica. Teams, yeah, J- Jamaica, right? Yeah. Which you got to reckon Jamaica would be last. Yeah. I, I'm i not sure. I, I can't, like, I soccer's mean, so, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, like, can we get to the World Cup? Like, for the love of God, like, we should be able to. I understand, like, we don't have, like, it's, we don't have the same talent level as even the United States, for instance. But, man, like, we, we got to get there. Yeah, like, there's not really an excuse for it at this point. Like, you, you... no, exactly. But I think that even if we don't get the next summer's World Cup in Qatar, we are guaranteed a spot in the 2026th World Cup because we're hosting. We're hosting yes, um, yeah. we, it's going to be in North America, so Mexico, United States, and Canada will all be hosting. Um, so all indicators point that we will be in that tournament. So I think that at the very least, put on a promising run here. Show us that you can compete. We do have a lot of young guys. Um, uh, with uh, David and then um, his last name's David and then uh, Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be some electric players coming up in the Canadian system, and and we are obviously uh, making our mark. I mean, the women's uh, game obviously did uh, a bunch for the grassroots level of soccer in Canada, and and uh, hopefully the men's team can kind of keep up with the women's team. And, uh, and and making into these world stages. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can just keep it up. I mean, they got a pretty solid start. They're three wi- or three games played so far. They have not lost yet. They're one zero and two. And I mean, a tie in soccer is like pretty much you you expect it. Is it aggregate? Uh, is what aggregate? Uh, the the two game the home and home. So is the score carry oh. over? I don't think so. That's a good question though. Um, I hate no, those. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because they wouldn't be in the record. 
Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it can't be. But yeah, I, I, I kind of hate aggregates because that's odd. That's odd. I it's hate, a weird yeah. thing because then you get the home goals are worth more, or, yeah. or the away goals are worth more. Yeah. Sorry, so yeah. it's like it's a it's a weird weird thing, man. For sure, it's like obviously both teams have the option to get those away goals, but it's like, can we just why don't you just play? Yeah, like and then whatever the score is, whatever the score is. Kind no, of thing, exactly. But. Um. Okay. Well, and obviously too, it is gigantic. Last night was the first game the NFL. It's the Buccaneers winning over Dallas. I'm going to come out and say that. Predict the future. That uh, Buccaneers beat them? Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's going to be... I can just cut it out if they lose. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to guess that it's going to be a 31-24 victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Um, so, I think a high-scoring game. I think that... Uh, yeah, I, I I really do. I'm I'm really excited for this game. I think everyone in the uh, in, in the NFL uh, fandom uh, world is really excited for football to be back. Um, I'm even fired up, man. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna be watching. Like I'm just actually so excited for. So you said 31 24. I'm just trying to get a read here. Okay, so the spread's nine and a half. So you you probably you would you don't want to touch the spread for this one. No, I, I actually nine and a half is quite a big number. It is um, a big number. Yeah. I mean, like usually it's what like six and a half. Isn't yeah, that like kind yeah, of the average? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can kind of get it at anywhere, depending on which two teams are playing. That's like fair three, enough. seven. Um, see, I feel like I see a lot of sevens, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we, uh, we're we excited for the NFL to fire up. Obviously, if you want to hear our picks for this week, go back an episode. Uh, if you want to listen to our division winners and some future bets that we had, go back an episode to our NFL preview. Nate, we're going into today's segment, and it is over under the number. Okay. So we're going to have different scenarios, different narratives throughout the sports landscape. Give you a number from that narrative, and you've got to say over, under, with a brief reasoning why I'll begin. Okay. Over, under, 500 women that Derek Jeter has slept with. 500. 500. Okay, so let me just break this down quick here. That's a big number. That's a huge number. That is a number. very, very large number. I'm trying to think about that for a second. That's a lot. However... Going through the list that we went through earlier in the episode, we're talking Jessica Biel, we're talking Jessica Alba, we're talking Tyra Banks, Mariah Carey. I yeah. mean, that's just four of them. Realistically, if this guy stayed single his entire baseball career, he could have had a different chick every single night. I'm going to take the over. Yeah. Yeah, the, I thought that that was a very pinpointed number for an over-under here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was thinking, okay, so you've dated all of these phenomenal women throughout your career. There's going to be not as much downtime unless you were, you know, having affairs with all of these women. Um, but I think that, you know, whether it's 15 women you've dated, there's going to be enough time throughout those those off relationships that he was absolutely getting after it. I like the over as well. Yeah, and the thing is with baseball, you're 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 playing every day, you're traveling every, all over. You're the, all over the place. Yeah. So I I could I could see it definitely over 500. Yeah. Which is just incredible, an incredible fate at a boy Jeter. Um, my first one for you is over under 1.5 more seasons when Vladdy Jr. isn't using a fucking translator. Yeah, that's uh, that's getting a little annoying, hey? Yeah. He's got to be getting close. I'm going to take... He was born in Montreal, man. Like, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I, I think that this Canadian market... Uh, I, I mean, obviously he likes to go Dominican uh, in the off seasons. But I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say one more full season... Uh, he's speaking, is it Spanish? Mm. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be, gotta be. Dom like the Dominican, um, the Dominican form of Spanish, because there's like so many okay. different yeah. ones, I think. Yeah, okay. That could be completely up my ass, It'd be too. like the, it'd be like the Newfie language of Canadian, or of English, sorry, the, the Newfie version of English. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah, I think so. So okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm going to take the under. Okay. I'm going to. I'm praying for the under. I am too. Yeah. Because I, I want to hear it's... this guy joke around with the media and just be a beauty. Yeah, he seems like a hilarious dude. Yeah. Like whenever they do the the mic dub stuff and they translate it through, it's like, yeah. oh man, everything he's saying is so funny. But <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I'd say under as well. I think by the end of next year, it's like, all right, you've been here long enough. Let's get her going. Yeah, let's get like, some English going. I mean, yeah. your dad is. That's what I'm saying. His da- his dad's completely fluent. Yeah. Good to go. He was Vladdy Jr.'s born in Montreal. Yeah. I mean, there's something a little fishy around there, like you said. Maybe he just doesn't want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That could, that could be it too. Like, um, which is fair. All right, Nate. Over under 0.5 tournament wins for the remainder of Tiger Woods' golf career. I'm gonna take the over. Say he gets one more. Okay. I'm gonna say one more. Yeah, that would be so electric. Yeah. I I, I just see it. Like, yeah. I know the Masters in 2019 was, like, a big, like, that was, like, the big one. Yeah. Obviously, because that was, like, the comeback kind of thing. Like, yeah. he hadn't won in a while before that, right? Think about Phil. Phil had the biggest dog shit of a season. Had one good week and won a major. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're telling me Tiger Woods can't get hot for one tournament? Exactly. Like, yeah. he's the absolute fucking goat. Like, he oh. can absolutely get hot for, like, even just, like, say he goes to, like, the Waste Management or something, you know? Like. Yep. Easily win that. Can you imagine being on the 16th hole when he had a hole in one? Oh my god, dude! I watched that video yesterday. That was ridiculous. Right. The celly. Oh, that, that's literally from that. Like you've obviously seen all those TikToks where it's like it's literally the voice clip from. It's like yeah. they're it's a nice comfortable nine hour for him. He's gonna yeah. go nuts when he hits this thing, and then he he literally hits a home run. It goes man, that was electric. Yeah, it was on the it was top. I watched a video on YouTube. It was top ten hole in ones in PGA history. Yeah, and that was number one. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> god damn it. All right. Uh, for the remainder of this season, over under 49 and a half home runs for Vladdy Jr. Okay. He's at 41 right now. We got about 20, 20 games, games left. left. So he's looking. He needs to get the over. He needs what? He needs nine or eight in 22 games. They have 22 games left? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll take the under. That I, I just think that that's a, a pace. Like I could see five. Man, he's seeing the ball well, though. I was listening to Buck Martinez last night. He goes... God, Vladdy's hitting. hitting the, I can't do his voice, but Vladdy's really seeing the ball. Well. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm 95. Yeah. I've been calling games since your parents were children. But uh, no, he's a, he's a legend, Buck but, Martinez. No, for sure. Um, no, I, I I I'll go with the under, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the over. I, he man, he's a dangerous hitter. I'll, I'll say he's got five more left in the year. Okay, I'm I'm saying he take. I'm saying he gets the over. I see him hitting 50. Okay, getting a real real good. Um, Good case for that uh, MVP against uh, Otani. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think if he hits fifty. Cool. It's also I think I find it kind of cool how like fifty home runs and fifty goals in the NHL is kind of like such a big milestone despite yeah. like the difference in games played. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's still like fifty home runs is still like the it's a hell of a number. It's the mark. Yeah. The marquee yeah. number. Yeah. Um. All right, Nate. Uh, over under eight million dollars per year AAV for Brady Kachuk for the Ottawa Senators. <sighs> Over under eight. I'm gonna say push. Okay. I'm gonna say push. You're gonna say that's the number. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's eight on the dot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Push yeah. Me. Push me, baby. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't mind that. I mean, obviously, there's been some back and forth between the two parties because they haven't come to to a deal yet. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what Brady signs. I think that that's a safe number. It would be making him this the highest paid player on the team with Thomas Shabbat. Yes, um, I think that I think that's kind of like where it's going to sit. That's the narrative. I yeah. think, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going with. It's and I'm not going to say I'm going to take pit both, but like I'd say it's either push or or under. Yeah, I don't think he's getting over eight. Oh, that'd be tough for me to see. Oh, it wouldn't. Like you can't. 
I just don't think he can. No, I don't no, think no. he can. Like you don't want to, especially no. with the with the steal you just got for Batherson. Yeah, well, exactly. So, um, and even Shabbat's contract for another like seven, six, seven years is so such good. a good deal too. So good. So, um, okay. Speaking of the Ottawa Senators, over under thirty four and a half wins for them this coming season. Okay. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna take the under Nate. Yeah. I just think they're not quite there yet. I mean, obviously, uh, their GM Pierre Dorian came out and said that the rebuild is over, uh, and I totally agree. The team is is finally done tanking. But you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning, you've got the Boston Bruins, you've got the Toronto Maple Leafs, you've got the Montreal Canadiens, who are all teams that are ready to win now. And For they're, sure. They're going to be making playoff pushes. So I do think that Ottawa is going to be competing. In a much more oh, wow, I put relevant fashion. And a half. Jesus, that is yeah. That's a big number. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under on that. Um, Nate. Yes. Austin Matthews over under 50 goals in the upcoming season. Uh, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna say under. Okay. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna say close. Like I'm talking like we're saying like 48, 49. Like he's gonna be up there. Yeah. I just don't like it's. It's tough to get up there, man. It really is, especially like consistently, consistently. And I mean, the other thing too is to take into consideration his home and away splits are so wild. Like he, uh, I think it was the COVID year and even before that, his goals at home compared to his goals on the road are absolutely ridiculous. Like it's like we're talking like thirty-seven to like ten. Okay. Yeah, like it's it's wild. So, um, I mean, he's still gonna get a few. I'm just saying, I'm just gonna go with a little bit under, a little okay. bit under. So I'll take the under. It would be an interesting stat. Obviously, I don't have it, but how many goals in Austin Matthews' career has Zach Hyman been a part of? Ooh, I bet I can pull that up with that app or that uh, okay. stat uh, yeah. page I was telling you about. Okay. So the question is, um, how many how many assists does Hyman have on Austin Matthews' goals? Okay. Very odd stat. I just wanted to see. I mean, oh, if it's a right. substantial number, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll really affect anything, but obviously the left winger is in question for that Marner Matthews line. Um, maybe Michael Bunting, maybe Nick Ritchie. Um, yeah, Mike, I, Michael Bunting had some like some really weird like what do you he had three or four goals one game just out of nowhere yeah. last year in Arizona like it's fucking. Um, I can't find that stat. It's an right odd now. stat. I mean, we'd have to go to Elias or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, and then pretty much request them to do it. Yeah, because like yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's got to be a fair few, but I, I mean he gets a lot of power play goals too, so that's right. And I don't think Hyman's on. The, and there's no chance Hyman's on that power play, is there? I can't remember now. Is he? No, it's got to be no. Yeah. It should what it well, should I had be Jumbo is, Joe for a bit and Tavares out there, Willie and I don't know. I mean realistically, their best like their best power play is Morgan Riley, Matthews, Nylander, Marner, and um, somebody out front like. Well, I guess Hyman would probably be pretty solid. Like, yeah, Tavares. Yeah. Oh, did I not say Tavares? No. Oh, well, you yeah. simply got to be on there. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You have those four. Obviously, the big four in Riley yeah. is your yeah. ideal power play. Yeah. And then get Matthews on the one-timer side, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, okay. Over under 119.5 points for McDavid this season. I'll hammer the over on that. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to hammer the over on that. I mean, he had 100 points in 52 games, 54 games? I know. Whatever, 56 games. Whatever yeah. they played, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the over on that. Yeah. I mean, that guy is just, he's a point-getting machine. I probably should have um, put that number up a bit. Yeah. I was trying to keep it, like, semi. Like, I was, I don't know. I was thinking, like, if I said, I feel like if I said 129. Yeah. Would you have said under? I'm probably still taking the over. How many points do you think he's going to get? I think he'll, he'll push for that 130 mark. What did Kucherov get a couple years ago? Games. So what's he what's he average up per game? Like one point five points? Oh man. One point four some. 
it's I mean it's got to be the amount of times he gets like uh he ends up getting like um like five points in a game. <laughs> the guy's unheard of. I mean he's 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 a batter to hell any night of the any night of the week and he can put up points. Um, I think that Edmonton team plays in a weak division in the Pacific Division. I think that they're gonna for sure be a playoff team this year. I don't see him regressing. I think that uh, every year one of the great players in the league has a disappointing finish. I think that 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 instills more of a fire. One point four one points per game in his career. So I mean, the do math the, do the math, down. folks. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Yeah, I'll over take the sure. over. All right, Nate. If you were in the July Fourth hot dog eating contest, the July Fourth Classic, <laughs> going toe to toe with Joey Chestnut, would you eat over under ten hot dogs? Oh my god! So if I'm going for in it, ten minutes, yeah, ten minutes, ten hot dogs. Um, I want to say I'd be able to get the over if I was like gunning for it. Like in yeah. a, on a normal day, there's just simply no chance I'm getting anywhere near ten. You got like, a little extra adrenaline. You're on camera. Yeah, you got Joey just bumping elbows with you, yeah. spitting pop all over your face <laughs> while I'm next to you. Can you imagine instead of water, you got like a diet coke on the go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you need a little burp, get an extra extra space. But I think I could get ten in ten minutes. But it, I mean, it's no. Man, I'd be feeling. I mean, you like got to think blimp. like you got you got you got four down in like the first minute or first minute and a half. Oh, I think it's, it would take longer than you think to eat one because you're going two we, dogs in one hand and you're dipping the bun. Well, I don't know if I'm going that hard though. Okay, okay. Like, I'm probably just doing one butt one okay. at a time and see what I get. I'll take the over though. I, I okay. think I get eleven. All right, all right. Oh, that's quick eating though. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm hitting a wall at like six or eight. Oh yeah, you eight buns too. Eight buns is. That's I'd a have lot. To, of, yeah. You'd have to go do the old. We'll have to try that someday. Do our own little. I think July fourth of next year, we, we tr- do it. We try we our try own. It. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, or maybe even just. I think it needs to be relevant in in, in the sports world. Like, yeah, it would. Do... Yeah, it's like, like and we're doing our own Christmas hot dog. Day yeah, hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. Okay, my last one's not near as funny. It's actually just another sports one, but over under thirteen and a half wins for the Chiefs. Oh, it's a good number. Put them at thirteen and four. Seems like a pretty realistic number. You know what? I'll take – I'm going to take the over. I'll oh. say they're going 14-3 and three this year. Damn. I think they have the best record in the NFL. Um, I like the Chiefs, man. I like them every week. They're a tough team to beat. I like them – I mean, yeah, I'll take the over on the 13-and-a-half Chiefs wins. It's a big number, but that's how good they are. I, uh, I like that. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty fair number. I know they had 13 last year, so yeah. I figured it was With right extra there. Game. Extra game, exactly. Yeah. So – I All think right, that's pretty fair. Well, Nate, that's been a great episode, my man. Everyone, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back Monday morning with the NFL recap, talk about whatever's going on in sports, and uh, and we'll continue plugging on. Yeah, we'll keep going, and I mean, we're gonna have NFL, NHL preview, sorry, coming up pretty soon too. And yep, we'll have the NBA preview. Like sports yep. are coming back, folks. It's also betting season again. I just refilled all my accounts. Yeah, I am ready to rock. No, it is degenerate season betting season follow along on our instagram for our best bets all right until monday everyone have a great weekend later